This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the Dort Podcast. Rich Keith. It's the Dort Podcast. Ryan Davis. It's the Dort Podcast. Hashtag. It's the Hashtag Dork Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hashtag Dork. My name is Rich Keith. Joining me this time, not Davey Eyeballs, not the King of Ginger Ale. It is Goo from the Mac and Goo Podcast. Goo, how are you? I am having a rough Monday, Keith. I went ahead and popped this nice, amazing fantasy Spider-Man shirt on and while mm-hmm. on my way to work slash into work i realized that the back of my shirt is too short and i was constantly oh. pulling my shirt down to hide not a tramp stamp but still a little oh. bit of skin leading yeah. to my jeans the entire day Ooh, so that is an oddly built shirt if, it, yes. if it's not short in the front only short in the back it's semi short in the front but it's too right. short in the back like it's a weird yeah curvature around the edges and i assume that my wash did this must have been a wash situation did you think about hiking up the briefs a little bit my pants are about as high as they can possibly go yeah yeah yeah. so the shirt really was the issue got it all right fair enough yeah that but right now watching this uh on youtube looks like a million bucks looks like a great shirt can't tell as long as you are cutting me off here at the chest i'm all set no we'll keep that we'll keep this angle for the whole episode Thank it looks you. pretty good. Uh, for those wondering, Davy Eyeballs is in the midst of another move. So he did not see the film this weekend, and he was not available the first couple of nights of this week. So we said, we cannot wait, sir. So we will get to you, and we'll get your thoughts on the topic du jour at a later date. I am sporting a really shitty mustache. Another reason to go to the YouTube. Just to remind everybody, uh, you still have a couple of weeks to donate to Davy's Movember page. Just go to his yeah. Twitter at Arvon D. I just donated right before we jumped on the episode. Uh, Mac and Goo, I know you guys did as well. Of course. So you can go do that. Very simple. Even a dollar helps. Whatever you can uh, you can do. Or even just retweet Davey's tweet to get other people going there. So uh, at Arvon D on Twitter. And you can donate to his Movember page. Goo, let's jump into the news. Well, this is not how we want to start, but bad day, sad day, as Kevin Conroy, the legendary voice of Batman from both the Batman, the animated series, as well as the Arkham video game series, passed away since our last episode. Go, I know you're a massive fan as well, and uh, what, a, what a loss and what a voice that this guy had. Yeah, I generally do not care when celebrities die. Yep. When I heard this on Friday... 
kind of a gut punch. Mm. He's been Batman for three decades. And this Incredible. is my childhood Batman. You mentioned the animated series Arkham Games, which, by the way, he brought um, a whole new gravity to those games, lending his voice along with Mark Hamill. And then Mask of the Phantasm, sneaky one of the best Batman movies. Mm -hmm. There's no doubt. Yeah, and it's it's almost, uh, I don't know if it's ironic or not, that it's uh, that Kevin Conroy, we're talking about Kevin Conroy's death on the same episode that we're doing a Black Panther death because, mm -hmm. or a Black Panther review because Chadwick Boseman's death was one that I know we did an episode on just alone. That was another one that I'm with you normally celebrity deaths. You're like, oh, that's sad, but I don't know. I didn't know the person, so you just kind of move on with your life. But uh, both of these were pretty bad. Bozeman just uh, just devastating to everybody. Yeah. And Kevin Conroy, only 66? Was that Only right? 66. Yeah. It was sudden. It was a short battle with cancer. Yeah, so real sad. And I'll tell you, the Arkham video games are some of my favorite games of all time. And yeah. it, it, it is his voice. If it was somebody else's voice, it might have been distracting or it might not have been as good. Like, it felt like you were really in well, that Well, Arkham world. Origins was someone else doing a Kevin Conroy impression, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, trying. And, then, and also the worst game of the series. Yeah. yeah, there's just something about his narration during that game, like walking you through stuff was just so good. So, yeah, that's a loss because then also just selfishly you're thinking, oh, there's other stuff that he could do. Like there's more yeah. animated movies. There's more video games, like something down the line that you'd have him and obviously a, a devastating loss. And then, uh, uh, Keith, if yeah. you are tardy to the BTAS party and if you're listeners out there, if you want some episode suggestions specifically for him, because there are great episodes for other characters but for conroy over the edge which i recommend for every episode that is the one where batgirl thrown over the edge of a cliff on or over the edge of a building onto her father's police cruiser and then he's hunting down batman the entire episode mm -hmm. per chance uh per chance to dream is when he is in his own dream he's not batman he's happily married to selena kyle his parents are alive so it's kind of one of those scenarios there beware the gray ghost is an awesome episode where you learn that Batman is pretty much, uh, he's focused how he is Batman based off of a noir that he used to watch, The Grey Ghost. And The Grey Ghost is voiced by Adam West. So awesome. this like this weird joy that Conroy brings to that episode is great. And then finally, Nothing to Fear, which has the iconic I am Vengeance, I am the Knight. Yeah. Awesome. So many in like a thousand. What was it, season one? Like 50 something episodes? Or season whatever? one, I think, is 60 something <laughs> episodes. And then it's like 15 after that. Yeah. 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 But just uh, obviously great for uh, a rewatch at any time, uh, especially now. Also, on the same day, yeah, last week, we lost the late or the, the great Gallagher, comedian Gallagher, who would smash pumpkins with a sledgehammer or uh, watermelons with a sledgehammer. Pumpkins would have been good too, but watermelons. And he stopped doing his act at one point, and then his brother went on tour, also as Gallagher, and did the same bit. And it might have even been brought into the mainstream even more when Chappelle on uh, the Chappelle Show did Black yeah. Gallagher, which was also hilarious. I was going to say, first off, I didn't know that he did actual jokes. I thought he just smashed watermelons, and then someone explained to me, no, he was a stand-up, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, I love the parodies of him more than him himself so uh i love the black gallagher and then also on snl andy samberg played oh. reverse gallagher where he smashed a hammer with a watermelon awesome yeah so. so good but like that's one of those things where it's just so over the top but it's also so memorable like there are there are millions of stand-ups and yet yeah. gallagher is somebody that like everybody knows like he's, <laughs> he's like oh, I, I will also say this i don't think i've ever shared this on the air on mac and goo 
But while my wife was pregnant, she asked me, do you want to do a gender reveal? I said, the only way that I'll do this is if your cousin who is, you know, the godmother, if she tampers with the inside of a watermelon to either yes. make it pink or blue, yes. and I'm going to smash it with a mustache and a stupid hat on, much like Gallagher. And she right. had no idea what I was talking about. So we just didn't do it. Oh, that ended up not happening. Would you go to a Gallagher show? No, not now, because unfortunately it's past. Well, I would go now. It'd be crazy if you Spooky. went now. I wonder if Gallagher's brother's still with us. I didn't do enough legwork on this. If I'm Gallagher's still... brother, I'm absolutely touring now. Now is the time yeah. to do it. Do you treat it like, is it kind of like Blue Man Group, where you, if you're in the front row, you got to wear like a like a smock or like goggles? Yeah. And like part of it too is like as you're there, you're like, yeah, he's like he's working through like his like tight fifteen, and then you're like, where's the watermelons? Where are the? Actually, I think there was a Instagram account on Friday, and I don't even think this was linked, but it was from Figure It Out on Nickelodeon, Mm -hmm. where the kid's talent was that he could eat eleven watermelons. That's insane. I love watermelon, but eleven watermelons, and you're gonna drown yourself. Watermelons died or nothing. It's one of the best foods in the world. So That's I don't know. Top tier fruit, absolutely. Yeah. We tiered fruits a while ago. I had it on the top. I, I think Max said that it's too watery, but Max it's and it actually, is. it's a it's a berry. Did you know that? I did. Yes, it's a very large berry. Watermelon's a berry, which mm. blew my mind when I heard that. Uh, also blown my mind, Atlanta season four. This was the final season of Atlanta. Also, the first time I can remember a TV show having two separate seasons in the same calendar year after they not t- being on for three years. They did season one and season two, which were great. Took yep. forever. Season three, which is very up and down. We talked about it on the podcast before, but the main cast was only in half the episodes. They try to do these weird other episodes, which to yep. me were more missed than hit. And then like a few months go by, and then they put out 10 more episodes. Uh, their final 10 episodes, season four, which I thought was amazing. Like I thought it was yep. some of the best stuff of the year and the, some of the best stuff of what is already a very, very good show. Yeah, so I was talking to Doc on News Dump, and I said to him, because he's tardy to the party, he has not seen the show, he's Mm -hmm. like, if I start it right now, like, how should I watch? I'm like, you watch one and two full, and then you can either pick and choose episodes in season uh, three, you can also just skip season three. I would probably skip it. Because the episodes that they're actually in, they're, you know, five out of the ten is the actual cast, but without the backdrop of Atlanta, which I think might be one of the better characters on the show, is the city of Atlanta, the town. I don't know what Atlanta is, but those characters in Atlanta, that's where it's at. And then the final season, like you said, I loved that final season. And the series finale, I thought was great. uh, Incredible. A real thinker, as it would be. It's a very smart show for a smart audience, but some of the Paperboy stuff in the final couple of episodes just had me dying. Like, there are some great, great lines in there. Because I also think that people assume that you watch it and Glover is the star of the show, and Glover is very good in it. It's good. Paperboy, Brian Tyree Henry, is the... I think the standout of the show. And Lakeith Stanfield, the first two seasons, maybe, but for the full four, it was Paperboy. Paperboy, I think it's a Paperboy show, and you're right. Don Glover's very good in it. Zazie Beetz. So this is the first thing she was in, and then yeah. she's obviously been really good in uh, Deadpool and Joker and whatever else she's been in. But, uh, yeah, I just I like the show, and I also like that they got in, did four seasons, and getting out. I'm like, All right, yeah, here you go. and also, uh, credit to the show, too. You felt at any point during the show that any of the main characters might die. Yeah, there's a, there's a possibility. Like you don't know which direction they're gonna go. No, I don't know what's gonna happen right now. They can so. do anything. Yeah, that, that yeah. show for sure could do anything. 
Uh, and then I don't want to get into it now, but the, the finale, like you said, we could do a whole episode just on that, what it means, what really happened, everything else. But the uneasy ending of it, where yeah. if it went either of the two paths, I'd be mm. perfectly fine with that. Uh, yeah, like, I, yeah, very inception like. I could I could have gone either way. Would have been happy with it. Mm -hmm. uh, one of our one of our things that we want to do at some point is like a top 100 TV shows of all time with the yeah. Dork Seared Universe and Atlanta. Atlanta is definitely in the top 50 of all. I time. think it would be in my top 50. Yeah, I think it would be too. Now it's I just think matter. even last decade or so, that's one of my favorite shows. Yeah, and this year is insane. Like when we do the Dorkies, just for the 2022 shows narrowing it down to six is going to be impossible because this this season was great but there's been a lot of really good shows mm -hmm. uh a horror movie is going to be streaming on paramount plus starting tomorrow november 15th smile i've heard oh, good things that. about smile Same. have not watched the movie yet but i will it's been a pretty good year for horror movies uh some people seem to really like this one it looks creepy as hell just creepy people smiling so that's gonna be good and Dave Chappelle hosted SNL over the weekend. Go, I know you're an SNL guy like myself. Yep. I did not watch the whole episode. I watched his 15-minute monologue, and then I watched the potato hole sketch because my wife told me to watch that one because it was good. Haven't yep. gone back and watched the rest of it yet. How much, if any of it, have you seen? I have watched the full thing. My issue with the episode, first off, is it is a seven-minute open with the stupid Fox and Friends thing. They always miss the mark on those. Mm -hmm. And then... Look, I love Dave Chappelle as a stand-up, but you can watch him do stand-up anywhere. I didn't want a 15-minute monologue. I want to see him do sketches. I love Chappelle show. Right. I want to watch him do sketches. And there's maybe four sketches in the episode because you spent so much time doing that. That was a long, that was a long time. It was 15 minutes. Some good stuff. Talking about Kanye. It's a good stuff, but you can go on a hundred other platforms and watch him do stand-up. Yeah, you can come on the Dork Podcast anytime. And he can come on the Dork Podcast and do stand-up if he wants. If he, but he's probably not going to. But that, yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, I wanted to see that. I mean, I haven't seen it yet, but I get your point. Like, probably more sketches. You're, you're Dave Chappelle. Just let him do yeah. his sketches. Chappelle's any... show, one of the best sketch comedy shows of all time. He only does sketches once every, is it two or four years when he goes on SNL after the mm -hmm. primaries and after the elections and stuff. Yeah. So do sketches. Is uh any thoughts on the new cast or do you have any semblance of it yet? Have you watched enough of these? Yeah. Um, one of the girls that stood out to me last episode, it was in one of those please don't destroy things or please destroy after watching one of those kind of digital shorts. Okay. I can't think of her name, but she reminds me of an early Melissa McCarthy before she got too big. Oh, okay. And actually kind of funny. We'll see. I yeah, can't I think of anyone else new though. There's definitely a bunch of people I don't really recognize because the last couple of years for me, it's been more like I'll watch a few things on YouTube or Twitter. I don't I haven't watched the whole hour and a half like I used to. There was a stretch there where I didn't miss a sketch, but been a little bit. All I'm right. also super confused. Just very sorry that uh, I thought that Cecily Strong left after last season. She's there. And then she wasn't in the first two episodes of this year, but now she's back. She's doing that commercial with Julian Edelman. She's in that one. I know, but she's been in every episode since, like the past four. And uh, Job, Job, Jab, Job Shattuck said 80 Bryant. No, 80 Bryant left after last year. They filled in with another heavier white lady. A type. Well, you know what's yeah. interesting? I listened to the uh, Dana Carvey, David Spade podcast. That's a good pod, yeah. On the wall. Yeah, I, I like it a lot. And they had Nick Kroll on a while ago. And he actually nailed it because like he tried out for SNL, didn't get it. 
Yeah. But he wasn't even that bummed out about it. And he's like, yeah, the time I tried out, he's like, they had every version of me. He's like, they had, <laughs> he's like, they had Sudeikis, they had Fred Armisen, they had uh, Will Forte, they had Sandberg, they had Hater. He's like, where, what would I have done? And you're like, yeah, never thought of it that way. Like they take, they, they clearly look for like types. Mm-hmm. And there are certain years where they're like, we, we kind of got you. Like as good as you are, some of the guys that tried out and failed, it's like, well, you got to look at who else is already on the, on the team, basically. And also credit to Spade specifically on that show. And like, you know, he's always on talk shows and stuff, but mm-hmm. he's so effortlessly good in conversation. And yeah. you realize this when like Dana Carvey goes and does something, he's kind of awkward. Yeah. He's always stepping on people. Dana Carvey's great still with like the impressions and like he makes you laugh, I feel like more than Spade, but he mm-hmm. is much worse at interviewing because he ends up just sort of like answering his own question. And yes. Just, <laughs> but he even admits it. He's like, yeah, we don't really know what we're doing. Like Spade can actually carry the interview if he needs to molly kearney is her name oh molly kearney all right all right that's it for the news we have a jam-packed topic du jour so let me ask you y'all ready for bisque you ready for the topic du jour what's that well i'm glad you asked it's the top of the day and today it is black panther wakanda forever the 30th movie in the mcu it is 30th 37th right 30th. no property my bad 30th i'm gonna let you finish let me start over it is the topic <laughs> of the day and today no it is the 30th mcu film i know you include tv shows i don't this is the 30th film it's the end of phase four it was a two hour and 41 minute film uh currently on roddy t's 84 percent by the critics 95 percent by the audience we'll begin spoiler free as we always do with our tv and movie reviews goo did you like it Hey, Keith, more yeah. like mid-she-you, am I right? Did you not like it? No, I did, actually. Okay. <laughs> I thought like, it was good. Um, yeah, no, I thought it was good. good. I enjoyed yeah. it. I, I wasn't it. blown away by it. Your socks, did like it. Your socks didn't get knocked off? My shoes are off. My socks were on. All right. Okay. How were your nips? My nips, one was perked out, but that's separate issue. That's kind of like a normal thing. Medical thing. Once the the season turns to fall. what I think the uh, big issue here with the movie, and a lot of it's very, very good. The arc of the movie is very good. The characters in the movie is very good. The acting in this movie is phenomenal. Oh, yeah. But the issue Uh is it's too long. And the pacing, not great. It did feel like... Some of these MCU movies like that that are 243 hours, like they don't feel it at all and they're like they're rewatchable. This one did have a little bit of like I oh, couldn't have maybe trimmed 20, especially oh. in the second act. Yeah, real clunky. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit it was. I think the big question was how are they gonna do a Black Panther movie without Black Panther? Like no Chadwick Boseman. We've been asking this question now, sadly, for a little while. And obviously, there's some stuff in the comic books that they could do. Maybe they did, maybe they didn't, that kind of thing. Um, but overall, knowing that when they originally made Black Panther and then they were greenlit for a Black Panther 2, this was not going to be a part of it. Like, how do you think they handled that whole aspect of it? So I actually do like how they handled the loss of Chadwick Boseman, the loss of T'Challa. It had to be off screen. And to make this a burden on Shuri throughout the entire movie, who's lost her father, lost him, um, definitely adds to the character and that i mean without him is something that you did need to get this movie going it's just to me really like bizarre i'm trying to think of other movies that have had sequels 
where they have to deal with a real life death and then apply it to a character death and not do it in like like a really weird way you know what i mean like it's it's hard without to like, recasting pretty much yeah you like without recasting but then also not i don't know like making it super like awkward or uncomfortable or whatever but like you, you got to play to the emotion but then you're like as you're watching like is this is this the character death that they're upset about or like the real life person death they're upset about or both and then you gotta like act and like for these actors like i'm thinking about them going through these scenes being like we're acting out a scene about a guy like about a character who's dead but we know in our minds that the person's dead like it's got to be just a bizarre situation for them to be in also, credit to them, too. Everyone's mentioning, well, they did it without Bozeman, without Bozeman. But this movie also, from the original one, doesn't have either of its two main stars. So the other movie was reliant not only on Bozeman, but yeah. also Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, and you're moving on You're moving on from that. And then, so to yeah. me, I think they pulled it off. I think they, they did a good job. I thought the story yeah. was well done. Like you said, was there time that you could have trimmed out? Sure. But I think the story... It's sort of, you know, what the motivations for the characters were for the ones that we've already met. And then all the characters that are new to it. Yeah. I thought they I thought you really couldn't have done a much better job than that. And I also love, too, that the characters in this movie don't forget what happened in the first movie. And they bring yeah. up things that happened in the first movie that still bothers them. And that leads to one of my favorite scenes from the entire thing. Oh, OK. Very good. We'll get to that in spoilers. Yeah. Uh, the action I thought was good. There's definitely enough fight scenes. Like the Wakandans have a style about them in their, in their fight scenes. The characters that we get introduced to from under the sea, the, uh, that crew, like they have a fight style. So I thought that was good. Uh, MCU movies, at least most of them are kind of known for some of their comedy. Did you think the comedy was any good? So I thought Riri Williams yeah. added some levity to it but beyond that not a really funny movie and just very quickly on the action yeah, sorry. um one thing that this movie does do better than the first one is that its final battle final fight scene clear as day because it's in the daylight yeah that helps yeah you can they're not you can in an see. empty train tunnel yeah there was a couple of scenes that were a little tough to see because like under the some of the under the water stuff was pretty dark but over yeah but some of Which those i was actually kind of disappointed by that i was expecting a more big grandiose um you know sea kingdom but what we yeah. got you know kind of made sense with like the working class people under the sea hmm. but on the back of that though i was really disappointed by wakanda seems smaller and it seemed like it wasn't as populated they didn't focus as much on it because in the first movie that was a big spectacle yeah, it's interesting that the, the name of this movie is Wakanda Forever, and yet they didn't spend as much time yeah, in it. it's in the though. title. Yeah, they were in Boston, for God's sakes. <laughs> they spent more time in Boston. Worcester, technically. They were in Worcester. They're in Worcester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, was there enough connections and like in, in, in pushing the story forward, whether it's old references or kind of spinning off stuff for new? Like, I know that's one thing that all MCU fans are always looking for is like, all right, how, what, how is this a piece to the rest of the puzzle? Do you think yeah. there was enough of that stuff? So there's Riri and there's something that um, Namor makes reference to. Hmm. But beyond that, not a ton. And I'm fine with that. I'm okay with these being, I'm okay with these movies being more self-contained. Yeah. I, I don't have a problem with that. And like you said too, there's also the follow-up to the first one, which I think these movies, when they're in this MCU or the, they, they serve less as a sequel to their first one as more as the next one in whatever phase they're in. Mm -hmm. like 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 doctor strange 2 
how, did that have a ton to do with Doctor Strange 1? Like, no, because so much happened in between. Whereas this, they, you know, they acknowledge that the snap happened. They acknowledge yeah. that there's there was like, we've had all those movies since. But clearly it's more of a direct from Black Panther, which I like. I, I think that was Yeah, good. and I think that these two movies might be the only two sequels or movie followed up with or, or even a trilogy of movies where you can take them out of the MCU and they mm -hmm. can stand by themselves. Yep, no doubt. Uh, the villain in this one, one of the things Davey and I were talking about last week with Black Adam is not a good sign for a comic book movie if you can't name the villain when you leave the film. And this one, you can. And then you can also argue whether or not he or she is the villain, like that kind of thing. So I think they kind of nailed that aspect of it. Yeah, I loved absolutely everything about him. He's one of my favorite anti-heroes, villains, yes. yeah. on the side of bad, whatever you want to call him. And I would say that he is just below, say, a Thanos, Killmonger, uh, Vulture. Yeah. So, like, if you want to argue him on the Mount Rushmore as that fourth one, Ooh. say if you're arguing him against Loki or the Winter Soldier, Yep. I don't think anyone else really compares to those three possibly getting onto the Mount Rushmore. I agree. Not to body shame, because I also would like to be toned up a little bit more. I feel like Neymar could have been a little more toned up. Look at that. Uh, well, Jack you want a Jack Namor? I, want a I think he was, he was good. I mean, you know, if you look at uh, Jason Momoa, Ripped. who is on the uh, flip side of it, you know, yeah. he's he's a large gentleman. Yes. Like Maybe that. they wanted to because he's a king. Kings are not always, uh, you know, rippled. Yeah. They're usually a little bit heavier to show their prosperity. Good point. Yeah. Louis the 14th was a piece of shit, wasn't he? <laughs> He's a real piece of shit. He's an asshole. Uh, clearly, this is a must-see movie, though, Goo. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, this is, uh, even if you don't like the MCU, um, if you're a big fan of these movies, it's a, you know, connective it's tissue to it. Yeah. yeah, this is a tentpole movie on the year. Yeah. Um, I yeah. would say that in my, you know, 40 or so movies that I've seen, it's in my top 10. Yeah. And, you know, this is a, outside of the clunkiness of the middle, it's a real crowd pleaser. Yeah, no, I I liked it a lot, and again, like you said, not not a perfect movie, not my favorite movie uh, of 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 the MCU or even of the year, but I still really, really, really liked it. Mm -hmm. Where do you have this ranked in the MCU? And again, there's 30 films. This just yes. into the news desk. There are 30 films. Okay, so where do you have this bad boy ranked? So the where I have this ranked, and this is in my ranking of 37 things. <laughs> um, I have it like right around 15, 16, maybe as low as 18. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. I have it right around like Love and Thunder, No Way Home, WandaVision. So it's right up there with those phase four yep. that aren't quite at the level of phase three or some of those great phase two, but it's above some of their more mid-level stuff. Yeah, to me, just from the films, I think I have it eleven. And again, I'm a recency bias guy, so I can, mm -hmm. this might. Number one. Work. It's the best so, one ever. This is the greatest movie I have ever seen in my life. So I like the first Black Panther better. Yes. Did you? You did as well. I did. Yes. Yeah. So I think I have the first Black Panther maybe at 10 or 11. Okay. I have Black Panther eight and then Ragnarok at nine and then Homecoming, Spider-Man Homecoming at 10. And then I, I had going into it No Way Home 11. I'd probably slide this one in between the two Spider-Man or Spider-Man yeah. 1 and 3, I guess is what it is. Mm -hmm. um, but like to your point, I don't think it can be much higher than that. And it probably can't be lower than 
17 like if you're talking just films it probably like yeah. 17 like of, of the new movies i think it's better than thor love and thunder it's definitely better than multiverse of madness it was better than shang chi it was better than yeah. black widow so at least it was a bit of a rebound like you're not going to put it on par with infinity war Endgame, guardians no. it's not it's not there but again that's such a big ask those are some of the best movies ever made so um yeah, for me, I think that's there. I'm curious what you guys have for your dork scores as well. If you want to light up the chat with your dork score for Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. There is a mid-credit scene. Like again, MCU, we're kind of wired for if there's a mid-credit scene, so stick around for that. Goo, I know you guys do hot dogs over at Mac yes. and Goo, but here on Dork, we do stones one through six. You can do half stones. Yeah. What is your score? So I had a difficult time with this because of math. So I gave it 34 out of 40 hot dogs. That is 85%. I think it's a great B. It's a it's a solid B. It's a really good sequel. I think the first one's like an A minus. So yeah. it's a step below the first one, but it's a solid, solid movie. But then when converting that into stones, Tough. the calculator told me five out of six, but that feels Tough. like it's too high. So what we also do here is you can say it's a soft five as opposed to a raging hard five. There's different I'll scales. I'll say a soft five. So, so I'm a five. five, maybe a hard four and a half. I don't know. Thro a throbbing four and a half. I think I, throbbing four and a half. You're going four and a half. Throbbing though, it's I don't know. I get filled it. with blood. <laughs> it's blood and cum. Yeah. I'm going with a five. But like okay. you said, like at the end of the year, like our the way our scale is set, at the end of the year, there might be ten movies that are a five out of six, and then yeah. within that ten, that you can rank them again. So I would say five, which again, I think. The MCU probably has a dozen five-star movies or five-stone film. Like, I don't think that's outrageous to say. So probably on the lower end of a five, but I think four and a half, at least for me, wouldn't do it enough justice. So I'm going five. Yeah, we're getting some five and a half, five and a half, six in the in the chat as well. So yeah, I think people people liked it. Um, I again, probably since the Batman, we had we haven't had a comic book movie this good, right? Because there was a crap there's like three or that was four like six months ago i i know that it feels like three years ago the batman but that it was does. like six months ago it does yeah well no, was it march so it was like march. it was eight uh yeah eight months ago what mar what month are we in right november. now yeah we're november november Mov that's right donate donate to, to david yeah got the, got the they got the little uh cookie duster right here cookie duster little soup strainer a little push broom <laughs> little fucker dirt squirrel <laughs> <laughs> old dirt squirrel so yeah that anything else non-spoiler on uh black panther wakanda forever if you haven't seen it i recommend it over black adam better than black adam confirmed better than morbius confirmed yes it is better than morbius <laughs> what's the scale yeah there's sneaky been a bunch of comic book movies right because you have thor you had doctor strange you had morbius you had black adam you had the batman um Anything else from earlier this year? No, this. I was... mean, but also like Marvel has been cranking out TV shows as well, and this is better than all their TV shows from this year specifically because I might still take Loki over it or like a Wandavision. True. Was No Way Home this year or was that twenty one? No Way Home was the end of last year. Oh, I was twenty one. Yeah, yeah, okay. Right. Very good. Spoilers! 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 Here come the spoilers! How about right out of the shoot, kind of tugging at the emotions? They go with the all Black Panther slash Chadwick Boseman yeah. title sequence, which was like, oh boy, like yeah, like here here we go. 
I would say the beginning of the movie, like that part, and then you know Shuri kind of dealing with everything, and then the very end of the movie, we sort of jump around a little bit, like both very much emotional and also a big fuck you to like Martin Scorsese and James Cameron who are like, ah, oh, they they don't know how to tell a story and there's no connection in the Marvel universe. It's like, please, people are crying no, watching this. This movie. entire movie was a very personal story, not just for him. And by the way, I love the funeral stuff where it's a celebration of life. That yes. always does it for me too. Yep. And then obviously the mid credit will get to that at the end. But uh this told a great story of Shuri, you know, coping and coming to grips with it. Yeah, it ended up really being a Shuri movie in many ways. Like she became she loses like, her mother too. Yeah. Oh my and at one point I thought she was gonna go. I'm like, what? Okay, the so fuck? with that, by the way, I think that this movie could have went over the edge of being like something that Marvel's never done before and would have been a real standout if Shuri died. I no, think that Shuri should have died at the end. I thought there was a chance it was gonna happen. And I also didn't know because I know off camera there was the whole like i think she's not vaccinated and whatever it is but yeah yeah whatever it is right and then she like she was like a big proponent of like the vaccines are bad kind of thing yeah. and then didn't she get covid and it like shut down production for a little was a bit? bunch of stuff going on there it was a mess but with her so i didn't know if that I was thought, play into the writing i thought that with them obviously trying to make at least a trilogy here that you had two possibilities at the end of the movie which by the way i love the fight scene on the beach it's bright. You can see exactly what's happening between mm -hmm. her and Namor, something that we did not get in the first one. No. And I would have loved it if they had killed her. And there was a second there where I thought that she it's was going to die. Yeah, and close. obviously in the mid credit, we learned that T'Challa had a son. So there was another heir to Wakanda. So in the third movie, you could have had him getting Wakanda back from mm -hmm. Namor or say if Shuri does live but then she goes and she brutally murders namor and then obviously she had that uh discussion with her uncle in the astral plane where yeah. you know she now has this lust for blood and this lust for domination oh, yeah. yes once again t'challa had a son the third movie could be t'challa taking the throne back from his aunt a la lion king simba scar mm. and it writes itself but they chose not to do any of that. And... They chose to play it safe and middling. Yeah. yeah. But again, the fact that they killed Angela Bassett, who, by the way, mm -hmm. should get nominated for an Oscar. She was insane. Like she was she was acting her pants off in this yeah. movie. Like she was so emotional, but not like overboard or not like cheesy at all. Like and she was asked to do a lot of stuff. Again, she's dealing with the loss of her son and like wakanda is a, a mess they're getting mm -hmm. attacked next thing you know shuri's missing and it's like there was a shitload that she had to do and then she dies i'm like she should and because the, the first black panther movie got nominated for best picture mm -hmm. as it should have it was great it should have yeah I have no problem with that more more of these movies should That's yeah really why not thing. who but cares An angela bassett as the as the queen there i thought was the and you mentioned earlier, like they were all good actors in this movie. I thought she was the best one. Like she was crazy in this. So I would say that Letitia Wright was consistently good throughout the entire movie, but I didn't feel like she stole any scenes. But no, if you look at it, Angela Bassett, Lapita Nyongo, and Denai yeah. Guerrera, yes. I thought that all three of them, like any scene that those three were in, absolutely stole it. And much like I mentioned earlier, my favorite scene in the movie is when Ramonda brings up that um okoye turned her back on her 
at the end of the first movie and protected Killmonger. And even though she turned her back on Killmonger and then went uh, and took her husband in, took her husband down, and she's like, I didn't forget that you turned your back on me and you cast me out. And then she stripped her of her title. Oh, that was my favorite scene. Yeah, that, that was, was awesome. That was pretty nuts because you know uh, uh, how important this all this shit is to Okoye. Really, this thing is she's, it's her life. Yeah, this is one hundred percent. She turned in her husband. Her husband's in jail right now. Yeah, because she said no. I am for the kingdom. Yeah, crazy. And like we've gotten to know her a little bit. I feel like out of out of all these movies, and she's one of the best fighters that there is mm-hmm. in the world. And also. Lapita Nyong'o, I thought, was a great character. She was my choice when we were guessing on who should be the next Black Panther. Mm-hmm. And they went, again, Shuri was kind of the obvious pick. They did it in the comics. It was sort of set up for that. And, I, and that's fine. Like, I don't have a big problem with it. But I I kind of thought Lapita Nyong'o as Nikita, or Nakia would be really, really good. She proved, though, just how badass she is in this. When she infiltrates in, she goes deep into the water and is like, I'm getting Shuri back and does yeah. it. And basically started a war because she killed one of the fish people. But she she proved how badass she was. Do you think, as we hop around a little bit, do you think it's cheesy at all that all of a sudden she's like, hey, I have a son. And he's like, not a, he's like, I don't know, six years old. Like, I didn't tell anybody, but like, I have a son. You look at that as like, all right, good. Like, that's the heir. That's the next Black Panther. Or do you look at it as like, all right, that's kind of. So kind of two thing. things. Number one, she would have looked great in the Black Panther suit. Let's just go she ahead would've... and toss that out there. Yep. Oh, Job Sh- Shattuck is saying no. Her butt would be too big. I don't think so. Oh, shut I think up, dude. I'd say it'd fit like a glove. Yes, agreed. Mm. The glove don't fit. I will not quit. But um, no, because Keith, they probably had it just, or maybe he was conceived just before Blip. Five yeah. years go by, she's still alive. Child comes out. Uh, T'Challa gets to see him for a year or so, but the kid's already six years old. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, it right. explains itself. The blip the blip. No, no, I'm not saying that, that it couldn't happen, but I'm just wondering if that's like, I don't know. Like, It's like when a TV show adds a character and they're like, hey, look at this. We got a kid now. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. well, that's what all of these Marvel movies have done. This is Marvel There's babies no now. That's they're a good all point. babies now. Are you in for Marvel movies in 20 years when it's just kids of the former Avengers? Are you okay with that? Because that's what we're on pace I'm for. I'm going to have to be because I got to keep this podcast kid. going. Come yeah, on. keep the. That's how I heat my house is this podcast. <laughs> it's this, not. This house, it runs on hot podcast takes. Not, but it's freezing in here. Um, Namor. Yes. So we knew it was going to be Namor. And I think it's very fitting that he's the first mutant in mm-hmm. the MCU, considering he was also the first mutant ever. And I think it's a good origin story. I think it's a good, uh, like, they show his powers. I'm also, this is, I haven't talked about this a lot. I'm a sucker for underwater stuff. I love the sea. And the MCU has done so much, like, outer space bullshit that you're like, wait a minute. We still have 75% of this globe that we haven't uh, really tapped into. And Namor runs shit down there. You, you allow some cool scenes. You get, you know, guys riding orcas and whatever else. But it's a cool power to have somebody dominate the sea. Like, obviously, they're doing it with Aquaman in, the fuck, in DC. But I love it that they finally tapped. It took them 30 movies. But I love that they tapped into uh, Namor and the underwater. They don't call it Atlantis. They call it... Uh, Tolacon or whatever, mm-hmm. but 
I, I, I love the underwater shit. Yeah, and Keith has said this a me- just a million times that his favorite level in Mario Brothers 3 is the entire third world. Yep, I've used the frog suit, and I'm flip left flapping around, and I'm having a nice time. So, yes, I like water stuff. No, I, I love this character, and so you love his powers under the sea. I love his powers above the water, and the way that he flies and he zips back and forth. Yeah, it's cool. I love that, too. And then his introduction in the movie of, you know, Ooh. the... Rain, awesome. lightning, the helicopter, and then out of nowhere, he grabs it and just throws it back into the ocean. Poor Lake Bell. I love, yes, how how sick was, I don't know if that was FBI or CIA or whatever, but they were in the water, and all of a sudden, you don't see the death, but you just see, like, the cord, like, where the guy was, and, like, we, yeah. we can't find it. Like, you see him, and then, like, you just see the cord, and then, like, this, they, they disappear. That's what's cool. Like, you can do shit like that in the water. Like, it's almost like a, a horror movie element. By doing stuff in there because it's like stuff you can't see and then all of a sudden that's up on you real quick like if anybody's mm-hmm. ever you know deep sea dive or dove or anything i like, like his origin story as well i like how so, he explains that he is the first mutant or that he is a mutant in general mm-hmm. how uh he was brought into the ocean when his mother was still pregnant and she had taken that flower yeah and he was born in the ocean so he is both of air and sea he is the first person of yes. sea in there and then um he also has one of the funniest lines in the movie where he's like, and you can go down to the ocean where the water will crush you under its tons of power, or you can wear this suit. We have about 10 of them. <laughs> yeah, right. He's like, he's actually kind of nice at that moment. Yeah. And that's what's great. And that's what's what's so good about both Black Panther movies is the villain are aren't just like the lunatic villain. Like they're villain, mm-hmm. they're they're quote unquote villains, but they're not even villains in their own mind. I don't even think he's a villain at all. I think he's, he's just probably- looking out for his kingdom. And by the end of the movie, he gets what he wants. He wanted to have a pact to have this trust with Wakanda and now they're allies. But it's kind of villainy shit if you're like, hey, I don't like all of the people that live on land and I want to wipe them all out. And if you Steve, don't you've been saying us- that for years. You've been talking to fish and be like, I'm with you guys. I, I'm with you guys under the sea. I never said that publicly. No, but so then he also goes and tells the Wakandans, he's like, and if you don't help us, we're gonna start by wiping you out. So that is like and he so, also says that he has the biggest army in the world. And just from what we saw, that army wasn't giant. And then also, the Wakandans that were on that ship, there's like 20 of them. Yeah. Yeah. The It seemed like the numbers were low for, for both. For, I don't know. You know, both of the most powerful nations, countries, yeah. whatever you want to call it in the world, yeah. kind of low. And then also, not to get off of like the board there, but also the uh, funniest line of the entire movie, now that we brought up some funny quotes, hmm. is when one of his people were running towards the police and the cop says to the other cop, is that guy blue? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah he's blue. Yeah, he for sure so, is. Yeah. Well, and that's what's cool too about uh, Namor is like he is like his people, but then he's even like stronger than, and like he yeah. can survive. Strong as a Hulk is what they he, say. He fucking punches pretty- through a coy, not a coy. It punches through uh, Mbaku's M- chest. By the way, also oh, real quick, so like the other obviously connection is the vibranium, right? Like yes. the vibranium, like they Wakanda thought they were the only ones, and they have all these old stories. They're like, we're the only ones that have it. Turns out it's also down under the sea, and so Namor has that. And um, that's great. Now you brought up Mbaku. I thought, and again, this is where it comes like when you're reading these different headlines as they're making the movies and all this stuff it felt like his role going into it was going to be elevated and then i don't think we really got that like i thought we were going to get way more umbaku 
than we did. Everything that every time he's on the screen, I like him and I'm all in. And the way it ends, it's like, yeah, Jury's gone. So he's challenging to be like the head of the whole place there. Yeah, he's challenging for the kingdom, not for the role of Black Panther. Right. He's good yeah. with Shuri being Black Panther, but he wants to lead the kingdom. Was there, was that, did I miss something? I felt like there wasn't enough of him. He's just a quiet supporter, which is something that that nation needs. And I think that he yeah. knew that. He knew not to be as abrasive as he was in the first movie. And although I thought it was kind of a corny scene and they did it for the gif, they did it for the meme of that weird arm wrestling thing when Shuri first became the Black Panther. Yeah. I mean, it's just him trying to show his support to her the entire movie as, yep. you know, maybe he made a pact with T'Challa at some point that right. he would do that. Um, we also get the debut of Riri Williams, and we're going to be getting an Ironheart six-episode Disney Plus series late next year. Yeah. Of course, the MIT student, and this is sort of like the center of this whole thing because she created something where they can find vibranium type of deal. And so Neymar was like, get her, let's kill her. And yeah. Shuri's like, you're not going to kill her. And there's the whole thing. I really enjoyed Riri Williams outside of the suit putting her in like another iron man suit i'm like i don't know really and i liked the look of the first one because it's that clunky mark one the yeah. second suit looked like shit yeah i didn't love the suit and i feel like we've seen the person in the suit yes. enough like the iron man war machine um who else has done it like i feel like just that that sort of like visual we've already kind of went paltrow yeah Gwyneth paltrow even did it yeah good point like i don't know no, but like not only that, so you have her, but then you also have the Midnight Angels. Like, does everyone just have a suit that can fly and shoot stuff? Yeah, Are we all the, doing this? What did you think of the Midnight Angels suit? I didn't love the look of it. I thought they were too bright. Yeah, it looked kind of silly. It looked like a, I don't know, it was like the Arena Football League version of suit. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, because I feel like Okoye is badass enough just as a yeah. Koye, like i don't know if that's she... what i thought too and i thought yeah. that because she said at the beginning i made these suits to give people like some extra strength which i'm fine with that yeah. but if they can now just be iron man if everyone is iron man then yeah. then there is no iron man true my one one issue i had too and even though the movie was two hours and 40 minutes it felt like shuri was working on like the dna stuff and then like all of a sudden boom was black panther yeah. Like it seemed like that thing where there was like no build to like, and all of a sudden she was, and she was able to handle it. Yeah. I would almost rather prefer that she had already figured out how to grow the herb like a year ago. And she just didn't tell anybody. And she just always had it there. And she's been lying to everybody. Yeah. Possible. Instead uh, of just figuring it out quickly. Yeah. Yeah. That's also just very quickly on Riri Williams before yeah, yeah. we move past her. Um, I thought that she was good comic relief. She might've been one of the funniest characters in the movie. And I do think that Marvel missed an opportunity to have some connective tissue here where when she went back to MIT at the end, someone should have said, Hey, Riri, meet your new roommate, Zendaya. Yes. Zendaya or uh hobgoblin there. What's his or name? Or if she's just like in the hall walking by and you just see Ned walk by her, not yeah. even saying anything, just have him walk by her. Yes. I, yeah. That's enough. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, pleasant surprise in this movie is we got Michael B. Jordan Killmonger mm -hmm. as uh, Shuri goes into the, uh, what is it called? The ancestral plane. Yeah. yeah. And she's hoping to see her, her mother, her brother, her mother, her father, somebody. Nope. She sees Killmonger, who they reference several times in the movie. And he basically is talking to Shuri like, are right, you going to do what's right? 
you gotta you gotta just you know take care of business type of thing but like that little pep talk and just getting him in the movie i thought was huge you got you had to have it wasn't sure if they were if they were going to bring him back if yeah. they were going to like save him because like the way black panther one ends you're like yeah he's probably dead right like you're pretty sure he's dead but it's con it's a con well, i he's thought that he was going to be the black panther still and i don't know if there's a way that they could have done this but say yeah. if he like did an old switcheroo and he's like i'm back to real life now and now you're here i yeah. don't know because i understand that you couldn't have had too much more of him he is where he is mm -hmm. but he's so good that awesome. character is so awesome Love and him. much like i said with those three actresses earlier just an absolute scene stealer yeah uh i i agree so that was great that boosted the movie up i think it probably would have been more four four and a half stones if you didn't have the killmonger scene so I right love and that. that also lends into like if she had just killed namor you fully understand she's kind of you mm -hmm. know teetering there at that point anyways let her go over the edge yeah which side is she gonna go to also yeah. you got a surprising amount of valentina allegra de fontaine the uh elaine bennis character maybe more yeah. of her than you even needed so and you also do a lot, though she didn't do no, a she, lot she didn't do a ton she wants you know some information and you find out that she used to be married to everett ross and she wants to bang him again she's in that ride your bike she said or something of that nature wants to, wants to ride him i love everett ross's uh connection with the wakandans though i love that yeah like, that's mm -hmm. pretty good stuff but yeah we got a lot of her she's obviously gonna be a part of the whole thunderbolts thing and so we'll see how how that goes they've been sort of like sprinkling her in some of the tv shows now they get her in the movies as well so we'll see uh we mentioned nakia before i thought she was great and you, you saw just what a badass she is and now they have a kid uh what do you think is ne besides riri williams ironheart which we're getting the tv yeah. show for when are we going to see any of these characters again because we have the phase five map we have some phase six movies yeah when like when do we see either Shuri or Umbaku or Nakia or Namor? Like when do we see any of these characters ever again? So we're definitely going to see most of these characters probably in both of those Avengers movies. Yeah, I've Kang, seen some I've stuff seen of like course. like oh are they going to have the Thunderbolts led by her? You know, go to Wakanda or something like that. But if one of your leaders in the Thunderbolt character wise is Bucky. Bucky owes a lot to that nation, and I don't think yeah. Bucky would do that. No, he wouldn't attack them, but maybe there is some sort of working with them. So I'm going to rip through the planned movies. Let, yes. Tell me if you think any of the Black Panther characters will show up in any of these movies. Okay. Uh, phase five in next February, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. No. Probably not. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. No. Definitely not. The Marvels? I don't think so either. I don't think so. Captain America New World Order. Yes. Yes. Probably, right? That's probably I think the Dora Milaje at least might pop up. Yeah, that's a chance. So that's not until 2024. Then you get the Thunderbolts movie, which we mentioned, and then you get Blade, which again, I don't think so. I don't think Blade's going to get made. Blade that may rocks. not. It's, it's penciled yeah. in for September of 24, but I would lightly penciled. Yeah. Like oh, a yeah. Soft handwriting, not even like a firm pencil. No. No, no, an uh, easier race. And then phase six, they have Deadpool three, Fantastic Four, and then Avengers Kang Dynasty and Avengers Secret Wars, which no doubt they're going to be involved yeah. in. And then maybe you see, maybe Shuri is in Ironheart, the TV show. I would just, maybe like you get a couple of those characters, like just to mix in a Pop little up. bit. But 
I wonder. They could like, pop up. They could be in a Fantastic Four movie. They could. Like some of those characters, because Black Panther was introduced in the Fantastic Four comics. So mm. maybe that happens. I wonder if you slide in a, uh, a, oh, do you think we'll get a Black Panther 3 at some point? Yes, absolutely. This movie is making buco bucks right now. They're not going to, this is, this is such, especially right now where they don't have Iron Man. They don't have the original Captain America. Thor movies don't do well in theaters. Mm. This is one of their staples. This and Spider-Man, they're not going to let either of these characters go. Uh, do you think by uh, uh, Kang Dynasty or Secret Wars, Namor is officially a good guy? A fish? A lay? Oh, a good guy? Is that it. on purpose? I'm a pro. A pro's pro. <laughs> um, I want more Namor immediately. Yeah, you got to have more Namor. But I think, like again, he's more hero than he is villain. And I so mean, I you say... I mean... Maybe none of the land people show up for a while, but he could be in Captain America New World Order. I think that because the world is a lot of ocean. You mentioned that. Mostly ocean. The rest of it is covered. Maybe they need to start to take a look at the ocean. What else is happening down there? Uh, And this is when you bring James Cameron in because James Cameron loves the sea. Finally. Do you think Namor will be in Avatar The Way of Water? Like a little uh, pop up in the back? Yeah, just like not like a not like a lot of speaking role, but like in the film. Hmm? Uh, I mean, that might get me there. I'm not going to go otherwise. Three and a half hours, four hours. Come on now. Yeah. Come on. Well, and James Cameron was like, yeah, go ahead and take a pee break if you need one. I'm like, that would be so funny. If Disney went to him and they're like, like, look, we know that you said you hate Marvel movies and you would <laughs> never direct one of these. But what if? Hang Namor, on. He's Hang under on. the water. You are obsessed with going deep sea diving, whatever the fuck you want to do. Yes. yes. Let's merge this. Uh, do you want another movie where Namor is attacking the Wakandans? Because the way he ended it was like, yeah, he might still want to do that. Or like, part of me is like, we've kind of seen that. So maybe you do it briefly. Was that on purpose again? See? Mm, yeah. These that? are all, the whole thing's written down. This guy's on fire right now. <laughs> uh, but like, we've seen it. Right, like I don't know if we need to see him like them attack. Yeah, no, people. I don't need another one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What would you do if you had a bunch of vibranium? Oh my god! Like I also love where they're like they're like, what are we supposed to do? That thing is made of pure vibranium. Yeah, that's so good. He is, <laughs> and once again, he stabs Shuri right through the chest with it, and I like her, you know, cutting through it and moving like. But she should have died. That she was, should have died. I agree. I mean, she's. Black Panther at that point, so she's tough. But yeah, I agree with you. I, I another really good line though was when uh, Namor's like, "We have like vibranium," and then the mom's like, "Only we have vibranium." And sure, he's like, "Mother, he's covered in it. Like he's head to toe vibranium yeah. right now. Like the guy has obviously he's got some sort of in with the vibranium people. So yeah. we got we got to we got to at least believe him on that one. So uh, yeah, no, this was this was uh, this was good again. Yeah, right? and I would say arguably the best of Phase Four. Yeah. Yep, I agree. It probably depends on how you feel about what No Way Home. Exactly. So like I'm I'm higher on Love and Thunder than most and I'll I'll take it out of the whole running but No Way Home, this WandaVision Loki, like I think that Loki is the only one that possibly touches greatness and everything else is like one tier below but you could argue this up there with that. I'll tell you what one thing about phase four even if it wasn't as strong as some of the other phases is the amount of new characters they introduced 
Mm-hmm. And so Namor is obviously a part of that as well. But you get like the Florence Pugh new Black Widow character, you know, Red Guardian, you got Shang-Chi, uh, you got Gore the God Butcher, you know, that's done Eternity. Like they 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 threw a bunch of new characters mm-hmm. at you, which I think they can kind of bring back and maybe even improve upon. So that's one takeaway from it. Um, yeah, pretty fitting like end end to it, and we'll see where it goes. But I I think it was tricky again as we hit in like a non spoiler. It was it was a tricky situation to be in, uh, and I think they did the best they could with it. So yeah, I and know. I actually think that the Ant Man movie, Quantumania, I think that's going to have more ties to the Phase Four movies than this one did. This is going to be, I think, when they're in the quantum realm, you're going to see so much more with like the mystic stuff than yeah. You know, we've seen anywhere else. And Kang the Conqueror, like getting him in this one and then knowing, because I'm sure most people saw Loki, but not everybody did. And now you're really going to want to hit it out of the park in the film to sort of be like, all right, he's the next Thanos. He's the guy you got to worry about. And like, that'll yeah. be the big bad for the next three years, basically. Absolutely. Movies. And they they need that. They absolutely uh, need it. Because yeah. I do think that they are starting to lose some support uh yeah well it's just they had a stretch there where everything was minimum b plus right like b plus to a plus it was like everything was like in that look at phase three like the the worst movies in phase three are what captain marvel and maybe guardians of the galaxy volume two and Mm -hmm. everything else in it is just like solid a it's so good (laughs) yeah no and so uh, they're a victim of their own success it's like one of those things where they're just so good and now you're comparing them all to those ones and they're just not going to be able to really live up to it but although you know king conqueror i think gives you a gives you a shot in the dark mm-hmm. at it i agree uh, anything else on black panther wakanda forever no all right yeah wakanda forever let us know what you guys think you can tweet us at dork podcast you can email us dorkpodcast at gmail.com for uh, whatever your thoughts were on the 30th mcu film all right let's get to this Pick of the bomb. All right, Goo, would you like to kick, receive, defer, or you may also choose at this time to defend a goal. I will receive. Okay. And uh, after finishing Atlanta, I needed a new show to watch, and I picked up on Hulu the show Reboot. I've never heard of it. What is With this? Keegan Michael Key, oh. Johnny Knoxville, and Judy Greer. It is a full like, it is a full house like show that is being picked up to be rebooted as a darker version of what it was. Um, through the pilot, it's pretty funny. I like it. I don't know how much uh, how great it's going to be. I love Johnny Knoxville, but like, how good of an actor is he type of thing? Yeah. And then Keegan-Michael Key plays himself, or not plays himself, but plays a very similar character often. I do love Judy Greer, though. So do I, yeah. Judy yeah. Greer, good, good Also, boy. hey, don't want to you know get you too excited, but you see your boobies in the first episode. No, you don't. Oh, yeah. Say goodbye to these, Michael. <laughs> I wish someone said that in the show, but that would have been pretty good. All right, I'll yeah. have to watch that just for that. <laughs> so here is the pilot. Just the pilot. Just pause it. So yeah. uh, a, a movie that again, I don't know if this is, qualifies for pick of the pod because it's not like you got to run out and see it, but it didn't really fit anywhere else in the program. But I watched The Good Nurse. So I'm a big Jessica Chastain fan. Oh, yeah. And she was in this, and so is Eddie Redmayne. And it's mm-hmm. a true story about a nurse who would like give patients wrong medicines so they would die. That sounds it's bad. A 
fucked up story. And then those two are obviously very good actors. And so like that part of it's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you need something, if you're, if you're definitely oh, actually speaking of Netflix and yeah. also in the news today, I think they're green lighting a sequel to RRR, the Tollywood movie. So that movie was like, what, four hours? I didn't watch that. Is it's that roughly good? three hours. Yes. Is but it, it has everything. Say yeah. go ahead. Say say something to me. It has it. Uh, frogs. I didn't see him, but they're by the water a lot, so there must be somewhere. Uh, sharks. Okay, stop throwing animals at me. <laughs> Dragons. <laughs> no, it's a it's a really fun movie. If and right. you can split it up into like six or seven parts, but no, yeah. that's um, it's fucking crazy. It's absolutely nuts. All right, I'll watch. Well, I because I, I heard about it when it first came out, and then it was three hours and. I'm the I'm that classic asshole. Like three hour movie. No, no I know, and that's how I was too. But <laughs> I like, had a block one day where I had three hours open. I'm like, I should yeah. probably watch this, I guess. And then I'm like, oh, there's a ten part hour long each documentary. Like I'll watch that. You're like, yeah, moron. If like, things are broken up, it's easier. It is because you're like, I'll do one more. Oh, I'll yeah. treat myself to one more episode Might as well. Like, piece of shit. So that's that. Uh, next week, we're planning on doing Tales of the Jedi, I believe, mm-hmm. is what we have locked in. That was really good shorts on Disney+. Plus. And then in two weeks, Andor, which is picking up. It was pretty boring to me, the first two episodes. I'm not all the way caught up. I think I've seen maybe eight of the episodes. Kind of kind of great. So we're going to do Andor in two weeks. Uh, I assume you guys just did Black Panther this week. We what just did Black Panther. Just very quickly on Andor. I am through one episode, and it's so long and so boring, but I know that I need to get back into it. Yeah. And did you hear, too, that Disney is going to – they're going to play the first two episodes on ABC on Thanksgiving. Which is weird to me because the first two episodes to this point are the worst two episodes. That's what so I'm like, reading, too. It's like, oh, you want to show everyone to go and watch this, and you're going to give them these? I don't think it's going to push people there because if I only watched the first two, I probably would have bailed. By the third one, I was like, all right, this is getting better. And then I took a long pause from it. And then everybody's telling me like, oh, wait till you blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yeah, it's been pretty good. Apparently, like the last couple episodes are crazy. And so everyone's going nuts about the show. So which, by the way, is so classic Star Wars where they could fuck up a show about Obi-Wan Kenobi and Boba Fett. And yet they have an amazing show about Cassie and Andor. You're like, all right. Whatever. No better time to watch a boring show than, than when you're all sleepy on Thanksgiving. <laughs> that's right. Take it. Patriots play Thanksgiving night. So I, I mean, know Vikings kind of what people yeah. eaters. Yeah. So we did black Panther this past week. We did a quick news dump the, for today. And then at the end of this week, we're going to answer our 21 black Panther questions. Cause I just can't stop talking about this movie. I got to keep on going. But next week for the holiday week, we've seen a bunch of movies over the past month. Big old smorgasbord. Very good. Those are always good. Uh, At Mac and Goo podcast on Twitter and Instagram and uh, Mac and Goo movie club is the easiest way to search for it. I believe on uh, Apple pods or wherever else you get your podcasts. Uh, Subscribe to the YouTube channel here. Dork podcast where uh, every Monday night we have new episodes. So you can watch them there. You can also send in your should I have bought this to dorkpodcast at gmail.com. Davey will be back next week. You could have done a full episode of me just pointing at things behind me. Should I have bought this, Keith? You got some good stuff. I would say yes to most of that. Was that Star-Lord's mask? Yes. Star-Lord action figure. That's a statue. Pop, Ninja Turtles. Captain America up there. I see a Iron Man helmet. What is your most, most prized of- possession? 
Most prized possession. Oh. <laughs> if you got to bring in one thing to a show and tell, like an adult show and tell, what would it be? Well, I mean, I got a, I got a lot of Ninja Turtle stuff here, but uh, how about this 18-inch? <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at that. Donatello. This motherfucker, Donatello. My least favorite of the turtles, but well, got it on a fucking discount. What's your turtle power ranking? Oh, Raphael's number one. Yep, obviously. Michelangelo, Leonardo, Donatello. I think Michelangelo is kind of lame. I got Michelangelo fourth. You don't like nunchucks? No, not compared to a sword. Well, if we're looking at weapons, yes, swords yeah. are dope. But Leonardo's, he's a vanilla ice cream. Which yeah, he is. Not, when I say that, though, vanilla ice cream is delicious. I love vanilla ice cream. And Michelangelo's too. too kind of like a eh, surfer bro for me. Like Raphael is, is a clear cut one for everybody. Mm -hmm. And then I might go, I might go Leo because of the sword. That's kind of a tiebreaker. Donatello, smart, smart guy. He can type you up. He can, you know, probably really good at Microsoft Excel. And then I would probably go Michelangelo last. Very too, too, too simple for me. Pizza and surf or like pizza dude. Like, uh, we all like, I like pizza. pizza. We all like pizza, buddy. You yeah. Calm down with it. All right. Any final thoughts? Any final words? No, that's all. All right. That'll probably do it for us as well. Uh, at Dork Podcast, let us know what you thought about the movie. We'll talk to you next week.